Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to give you a perspective to think about because I don't think most people think of the United States in this way when we think about our government or our country. I just look at the country like a big company, right? I don't know if you've ever done this before, but go type in like United States balance sheet and you can go look at the balance sheet. Now they hide stuff. They have off balance sheet stuff. Go look at the income statement. It's negative. We run a debt. We run deficits. We print money for the difference. It's been going on for a long time. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of The Greatness Machine, and I'm going to be doing a solo for you all, all about the great recession that may or may not be happening around us right now. Uh, Man, I'm going to tell you, so I'm in a bunch of different groups. I'm in a bunch of different uh, investor groups and a lot of people looking at the economy. I'm in a bunch of these different like signal groups. And, um, you know, I consider myself a a political moderate. And I think the economy is a um, topic that people politically like to talk about a lot. And so we're hearing, oh, we're in a recession, you know, two straight quarters of GDP reduction is the technical definition of a recession. But it has to be declared by, you know, such and such, you know, group in the in the United States. Um, And um, and listen, I'm going to start off by saying we have some, you know, we're driving the car and and the engine lights on. Don't get me wrong. We have some inflation issues. um, But. I am a numbers person. I'm a data person, big time. I can't help myself. I'm like, yeah, show me the data. I want to see the data. And the data, you know, the, the issue that we have is that the data can be pretty complicated. So let's go and look. Let's just like break this thing down. Yes, there is a, a widely held sentiment that, that two quarters of negative GDP means that you're in a recession. However, however, 
We are in slightly unprecedented time. So I want to break this down because I have a perspective about this. It's very different than, I, than what I'm hearing out there in the news. And I'd like to share this with you as the audience, because I think that my perspective is, is a worth, worth listening to at least because I have not heard anyone talking about what I'm going to say in, in just a moment. So first and foremost, if two negative quarters of GDP is a technical recession or perceived to be a technical recession, let's, let's look and see what GDP is. What is the definition of GDP, right? And when we look at that, G, there's a definition. I, I used the Google, and the Google says GDP is composed of goods and services produced for sale in the market and also includes some non-market production, such as defense or education services provided by government. An alternative concept is GNP. Okay, so uh, now, what does that mean? That basically means that when we spend money on stuff, you add it all up, and that's your GDP. Okay. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the thing that, that so, so this morning I see the headline. You know, we have negative GDP of 0.9 percent. Expectation was positive 0.3 percent. Okay. If we go back to last quarter, it was negative 1.6 percent. So, for my 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 more, uh, I know it's a conservative, but less less. Uh, uh, I guess, lenient friends out there were saying, all right, we're in a recession. However, you have to look at all the data. And so I went back 10 years, thought that was a good number. And I looked at our biggest quarters of GDP growth. 2014, by the way, was our biggest years of GDP growth. If we go back 10 years, five and a half percent, right? Five and a half percent GDP growth in that in Q2 of 14. 5% in 2000, Q3 of 2014. Those are big GDP growths. Then we did a 2.3%. So we had negative, we, 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 you know, the GDP dropped, right? But we didn't have two in a row that were negative until right around uh, Q1 of 20, right? So one could argue we had a recession then. And then we pumped a bunch of stimulus into the economy and we had a reversal. We had positive 33%. So Q2, of 20 was negative 31%, right? Economy shut down. Then we flipped it and we had a 33.8% growth. So we didn't spend any money in Q, Q2 of 20 because of COVID. And then we flipped it and everyone started spending money again. So you had huge growth, right? Now growth is just the difference between what happened and what happens next, right? So you know, if we're going to say that negative GDP growth two quarters in a row is a recession, then, you know, what we need to also look at is, well, what are, what are we measuring it against? Because if you look at Q4 of 20, 4.5% growth. Q1 of 21, 6.3% growth. Q2 21, 6.7% growth. Q3 21, 2.3% growth. Q4 21, the end of the year that just happened, Almost 7%, 6.9% growth. So we just had this period of time, five quarters almost, if you exclude Q3 of 21, where we're at like 5 6% growth, right? Plus we had a 33% growth in Q3 of 20. And so I'm going to give you a perspective to think about because I don't think most people think of the United States in this way when we think about our government or our country. I just look at the country like a big company, right? I don't know if you've ever done this before, but go type in like United States balance sheet and you can go look at the balance sheet. Now they hide stuff. They have off balance sheet stuff. Go look at the income statement. It's negative. We run a debt. We run deficits. We print money for, 
for the difference. It's been going on for a long time. Hey gang, Darius Mashaza here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. So listen, I know we have a lot of CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners out there that listen to the show. And right now, if you're one of those folks and you're doing, let's call it a bare minimum of seven figures and above in your business, then what I'd like to do is give you an offer right now. How would you like to get your hands on the frameworks that I actually used to scale my last company, which started off as a small little seven-figure company? to over $100 million in annual revenue. And I did it in less than two years and I did it without costly growing pains, without the headaches that that you usually experience when you are scaling your businesses. So if you're one of those folks and you're trying to grow your company, but you're you're finding yourself stuck in that day-to-day, if you're one of the listeners and you're getting grinded, this is your respite from getting grinded on your business, you're listening to our show and you're dealing with the breakdowns, you're dealing with inefficiencies, and you know, you've got that firefighter suit on and all the problems lining on your desk and you're, you're not doing the work you're supposed to be doing, which is working on the business instead of in it, then what I'm about to talk to you about for the next call 60 seconds, this is precisely for you. Real quickly though, if you don't already know this about me, prior to starting The Greatness Machine, I spent 20 years of my life as a founder and CEO of real world companies. And during that time, I actually grew my companies to over $1.2 billion with the B in bootstrap revenue. In fact, uh, we scaled out my last company from 30 to 1,000 employees, and we did it in just 36 months. And we did it all by using a three-step framework that I call my scale map method. So that, of course, brings us to the purpose of this here mid-roll ad. Yes, this is what the podcast producers call these things. Recently, I created a 30-minute training. And what it does is it walks you step-by-step through all of my scale map method frameworks. And you can watch it right now for free when you go to DariusScale.com. That's my first name, Darius, scale, S-C-A-L-E.com. And what these frameworks do is they fix... They simplify and they streamline every single aspect of your business. And they do it without the need for complicated scaling systems that are typically way too difficult and way too time consuming for a busy CEO like you and from my, like myself was to implement. So if you want a simple and you want a proven path to remove yourself from the day-to-day operations, just like I did, so that you can do what you're supposed to be doing, which is leading your company to record growth without the headaches and without the growing pains, go to DariusScale.com. That's www.DariusScale.com. Watch the short video and I'll see you guys on the inside. Now, back to the show. But this, I just did that one, it was probably like 70 years ago. I said, what's our balance sheet? I mean, I'm a more, excuse me, I'm a business person. I look at balance sheets and financial statements and income statements all the time. I said, what's the balance sheet of the United States look like? And the balance sheet was big. It was a big ass balance sheet. The biggest balance sheet in the world for an, for an individual entity. And so this, so, so if we start thinking of our country as a company and we start thinking of GDP growth as top line revenue, like what are we spending on stuff, right? What are we buying with stuff, right? What's the amount of revenue coming in? Now we expense that, right? We're spending money on stuff, or maybe that's top line expenses, right? But but let's just use it as gross domestic products. What's what we're creating? Let's call that the revenue. I wanna, I'm going to make that argument for a second. And we just had four or five quarters in a row, the biggest quarters ever of revenue growth, like in the past 10 years. 
And one, if it's in the past 10, I'm going to argue it's in the past 15 because 11, 10, 9, and 8, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, we're, we're not going to be better than 12, right? Those were in the middle of the Great Recession then. So we just had literally the best quarters that we've ever had in the last 15 years, followed by a drop. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life. From canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of the sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply & Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. So let's think of this as a company. If a company had its best quarters ever and then it dropped a little bit, would we say that that company's in trouble? Of course not. We would never make that argument. Ever. We'd say, why did it drop? And we go look at that, but you would say, oh, that company's in big trouble right now, man. You'd say, no, they just had their best quarter ever. Q4 of 21 was 6.9%. It's the highest quarter of GDP outside of the reversal from COVID 
in Q3 of 20, which was, you know, that was just the, that was just a, the economy opened back up. So you back that out. This is the biggest quarter of GDP we've had literally in the last 15 years happened in Q4. Okay. Now we have a lot of people spending. We have a lot of inflation that's going to drive up GDP because people are spending more money for the same goods. So that is a question I have is, Hey, are those GDP numbers reflective of recession or excuse me, of inflation? But for people to say, oh, we're in, we're in a recession, when we're at full employment, you know, when we're coming off the biggest quarters of GDP growth that we've had in the past 15 years, my answer is not yet. Now, we do have, I'll do, I'm going to look right now, you're going to see a guy that just got his head shaved and his beard trimmed yesterday. I spent 48 bucks for that. And I didn't go to a salon. I went to like a place that's like, like you know, like it's Floyd's 99 Barbershop. I used to spend 35 bucks for that. 40 bucks for that, I think, was what I was spending not that long ago. So it's almost a 20% increase for the exact same service as I was getting four, three, four years ago. I, they just jumped. And I said to her, I said, did you guys just raise your prices? Because it was 20, oh, 19 bucks for my beard trim, right? And that used to be 12 bucks or 14 bucks. So, so we do have real issues in the economy. Don't get me wrong. We, inflation is a real problem. And that has not dripped its way through. We have not seen people raise all their wages yet. That's that's a lagging indicator. So the warning light's on on the engine. Don't get me wrong. But are we in a recession yet? And my answer is I don't believe we are. And the reason for it is because if, if we say that the United States government is a company and they just had their record months of revenue and now they came down a little bit, which is what we're seeing, had negative GDP growth, right? Shrinking. And this is self-imposed, right? Why? We've just raised interest rates like crazy over the last you know, few months. So, but we're at full employment. We have record high savings in the economy, you know, record high amount of, of cash and savings accounts. When we have these things, then it's hard to argue that, oh no, you know, we're in this negative period of time economically. So, I, I wanted to give that feedback because, I, you know, I see a lot of pundits out there. There's a lot of guys out there and girls out there that like to talk shit. And they, the minute, you know, and I'm telling you, I believe this is purely political. They want to say that the, the current administration did this to us. And, you know, this is why we shouldn't vote this way. And, and, and yeah, the, I'm not going to say that I, I don't agree with a lot of the politics. And, the, the, and, and I don't agree with all the, all the policy. I don't think that we should have done QE the way that we did. I don't think we should have been buying mortgage-backed securities the way we, we did. And I don't think that we should have had the last round of stimulus that we had. And so I do think that a lot of that's led to the issues we're having right now around an overheated uh, inflation numbers. But... I also don't believe that we're in a recession yet for the, the reasons I just said. We just had record high, 6.9%. We've had the highest growth in the past 15 years, in 20, end of 20 and, and all 2021. And we're coming down off those numbers. And I would argue that's a normalization. We're Yes, we are slowing down the economy, but it's coming off its highs. So if I'm going 200 miles an hour and I drop, by the way, if you drop 25% from 200 miles an hour, you know, if I if I drop my speed 25%, negative speed growth of negative 25%, I'm still going 150 miles an hour. Right? So so this is a this is a really good analogy. Economy is going 200 miles an hour. I pump the brake a little bit, I'm down to 150, and people are like, oh my god, look how slow he's going. I'm not going slow. 
I'm just not going 200 miles an hour anymore. I'm going 150. Hell, I could drop it 50 and go to 100. I'm still going fast. So we have to always look at the numbers as to what they really represent. Negative GDP growth off record highs does not mean you're in a recession. It means you're slowing down off record highs. Now, if, the, if you had a normalized economy where it was steady growth, 2 3%, quarter in, quarter out, and you dropped two quarters in a row, I would agree that you're probably in a recession. That's not what just happened. So uh, take it for what it's worth. You, you're entitled to your opinion. I'd love to hear if you have feedback from me, but that's the way I see it, is when I'm coming off my highs, if I drop a little bit, doesn't mean I'm in a recession. By the way, I see this all the time when they talk about the mor mor mortgage world and the housing market. Oh, mortgage applications are down, you know, 20% year over year, origination down 50% year over year. Yeah, asshole. You forgot to also mention that during COVID, the numbers doubled. Same exact thing as we're talking about here with GDP. Numbers doubled, right? Housing, houses, the number of houses bought up 20%. Now it's down 20%. Yeah, down 20% off, off of a 20% increase. So if you average the numbers together, it's like you're kind of at zero growth, which means that's flat. So you got to look at all the numbers. And, and I encourage people to be inquisitive. Don't just believe what you see. The headlines It's a bunch of fucking clickbait that people like to throw out there. Um, a lot of it's politically leaning. And I'm a moderate, like I said. So I'm in the middle of the road. I'm like, hey, show me the data. And when I look at the data, I'm like, hey, we just had 6.9% GDP growth in Q4. And yeah, we had negative GDP growth off that. But we had five quarters in a row record GDP in the past. You know, the highest GDP we've had in the last 15 years. So does that mean we're in a recession? I don't believe so. Anyway, uh, love sharing my thoughts with you. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like what you heard, click the share button, click the like button, give us a review. Um, the more reviews we get, obviously, promotes the show. Uh, but anyway, appreciate you very much. Talk to you soon. Peace out. I love you. Are listening to the greatness machine and that's a wrap for today listen if you love what you heard subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes we have tons of great people coming on and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us leave us a review tell us what you love most about this particular episode we love getting the reviews we love to see what you guys love most and if this particular episode you know made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life print screen share it with them leaders are the best givers and after all we're all here to support and grow with each other and in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing i'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter we're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh i don't even know everything and anything but it's tons of fun stuff i write about i try to get it out on a weekly basis you can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com and with that said look thank you guys so much i appreciate you i love you peace we're out of here see you guys on the next one uh -huh. she's my lover this episode is brought to you by the yap media podcast network I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. 
Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam, on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.